Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Ned, mm. I'm worried that I am on the precipice of joining a cult. Usually, people, I think the the. I don't think you can be aware of a cult and also join it. Well, I think you have to, like, I think that's the way they prey on people is that you're a bit oblivious and don't have that kind of self-awareness to know that what is happening is you're being initiated into a cult. Totally agree. But I've watched a lot of documentaries on cults, so I think I might be operating at a level of extra awareness about cults. So that's why I've I've initially joined this thing and then seen this extra step and I've gone, oh, uh, hang on, it's a bit culty. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Okay. Um, I followed a fitness Instagram like account from a like a personal trainer who is essentially looks the exact way I'd love to look. So sure. I was like, I'll just follow him and then I'll join his mailing list because he sends out like nutrition information and workout plans, all that sort of stuff. Beautiful. And that's what's been happening. It's been great. Um, I have been steadily ignoring the emails mm. at an increasing pace. I haven't gone to the gym in like four months. So I thought, yeah, fine. I'll I probably, probably also let the emails go to the wayside. Probably need as well. to unsubscribe from this guy. Yeah. But then this influencer who's based in the UK sent me an email and I'm guessing he sent all of his followers an email. Hey, Josh. Well, first and foremost, actually, the, the subject is something big is coming. It's me. You've seen how I've worked I'm out. huge. I'm massive now. Yep, here it I've is. put on 500 kilos. Hey, Josh. I hope you're well and seeing the progress you've been working hard for. I wanted to give you the heads up that since the beginning of the year, I've been working on something huge, and I want you to be involved. I want to make it clear that the OGs will always be first to know, and you're one of them, which is why I can't wait to reveal to you what I've been working on. I'm giving you early access to my project, and we'll be capping spots at 50. These spots are limited and will go, but I don't want you to miss out, Josh. Christ, get to what it is. I'm changing the game, raising the bar, and taking things to a different level. Keep an eye out for my next few emails in the coming day. (laughs) What is it? A cult. <laughs> I think I think the next yeah. email coming is going to be me being asked to send money yeah. and join a cult. So the big thing that's coming is I actually bought a commune. Yep. You I can have come a religion and live here. Yeah, I yeah. have a religion of getting buff. Yeah. The big thing I've discovered is I actually am the centre of the universe. Yep. And you and should follow me. How wild is that that I've discovered that me, of all people, is the centre of the universe. And for fifteen ninety nine a month, you also can be a part of my universe. And yes, to be a part of this universe, I will accept afterpay. That's absolutely <laughs> something I will do. And I still have a supplements discount code. But I am asking you to join a cult. <laughs> Ned, right now mm. is the the best time to be calming down from a storm. It's the morning after. We're having a look outside. Everything's fine. The SES last night after the storm we had apparently received no calls for help. Seems they odd. literally said we re- received no calls. Seems odd because there was so much stuff going on. There was like stuff flying up and down my street. Really? Yeah. The wind was pretty hectic in Gungala? I didn't even know. If it, well, I don't know what the hell was going on. Maybe they were being washed around. But yep. this morning when I came out, there was a whole bunch of crap just out of my street. Well, uh, in Southside where I was, I was doing some shopping at um, Superbar near Kingston. There was no wind, but there was uh, quite a lot of thunder, quite a lot of lightning and thunder. It was intense, actually. I got to walk in um, because there was a thunderstorm at about three-ish. I don't know if you were awake for that or aware, but no, there was, there was no, like I didn't know. Pretty hectic thunderstorm then, um, and I was like, damn it, I really wanted to take Lenny for a walk, my dog for a walk, and I was like, oh well, looks like we're staying inside. You're and then spooked. Almost as I said that, it stopped raining and like the, the, it stopped thundering yep. and it was sunny, and I was like, all right, I'll go. And then as the second walk, as I was taking for a walk, the second thunderstorm like 
like almost re- like a dragon over the mountain, like reared its ugly head. And I was like, we need to get home. I checked my app and it's good on the a- Apple app. It says like how long you've got until mm. a storm starts. It had 11 minutes and I had, was n- further than 11 minutes away from my house. And I was like, all right, Lynn, let's go for a run, bud. We're going home right now. I'd love the Apple app to include like a Jack Bauer 24 style countdown. Beep, like beep, beep, beep. beep. <laughs> you've got 11 minutes to get home. And honestly, I felt like Jack Bauer because I'm like, I really don't want to get hit by lightning. How does Lenny go with... Uh, bit of that your dog so he's great my i live in like a townhouse so i have my own roof and the the, the rain can get quite loud on the mm. roof he's fine with the rain there was hail yesterday didn't not, like that didn't like that yep not great with the thunder either we got baby. two golden retrievers um they are traditionally not great with thunder um star our oldest one went to a puppy preschool where they rolled a wheelie bin around near her head like, like made the big rumbling noise. Yeah. So she's actually fine with thunder. She doesn't mind. But Cosmo, our, our new puppy, she did not like last night one bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we put on the TV downstairs. Well, we, Carrie. Carrie put on the TV downstairs so that the dogs would watch the TV. And I was like, well, that's lovely, but that's not going to work. Totally worked. What do you mean? They didn't care about the thunder anymore. They just watched TV. They sat there and watched Doug, like Pixar's Doug. Like, they love Doug. Isn't there a show, like, Doug's Adventures? Doug's got, like, little 10-minute adventures on Disney Plus, and they just watched six of them, and they were (laughs) were fine. They were sitting there, look, these two dogs, it was hilarious, just watching Doug. Yeah. You've said to me before that you think that Doug is sexy to to I do. I think he's like the Zac Efron of dogs. Yeah, you're an idiot. He's not. He's he, so. Well, I've, got he, two, I, I've got two young girls. They're transfixed on yeah. Doug when he's on TV. Doug is John Candy. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Have a look at. Yeah. No. He's a. He's burly. He's I get burly. That, but that's, and, that's and he's very funny. He's very loved. The dogs like, don't have six packs, so I don't think you need to have a six pack to be the Zac Efron of dogs. Here is this. Are uh, you ready, Michael? Have you seen it? Have you seen this dog? Okay. Uh, this is the Zac Efron of dogs. Okay. None other than Bud from Earbud. That is yeah, a good point. sexy Actually, yeah, and Troy used to play basketball yeah. in High School Musical. That's a good yeah. point. Look at you. Tell me that that's not an yeah, attractive that's, dog. <laughs> that's a hunk. That's a hunk. And yeah. I will call you a liar. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. God, look at the little Air Jordans they put on him. That's so funny. Anyway, yep. Airbud's sexy. Yep. I think Doug's funny. Yeah, because okay. he, like the squirrel, they'd be like, huh, we say that. Mm-hmm. Like that's good. Gear. Paul Rudd proves you can be both, but it's neither here nor there. Maybe he Doug's the Paul Rudd. <laughs> Maybe Doug is now, the, the Paul Rudd. The point I wanted to raise here is: Does your dog have a TV show? Does your dog watch a TV show religiously? Every time it comes on, will they just sit and start staring at the screen? Um, What is the show? 131060 is the number to call right now. I would love to know this because Doug is a really good option if you've got golden retrievers. It seems to work tremendously. I tell you what, it's not a TV show, but it's a movie that I recently put on to just watch and I realised that Lenny uh, loves it. I didn't even say it to you. I just just put it on because it was similarly a rainy day and he was transfixed uh, the 1973 Robin Hood. Like the Disney, like where he's the fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because there's so many colours going on in that and there's the greens and like the forest, they're in Sherwood Forest, but I think it's because they're all so animated. Because Robin Hood's a fox, he's moving like really slinkly. Yeah, and Lenny, a lot of colours moving and in it. Yeah, Little John's a bear, and he's like, boom, yeah, boom, boom. like Lenny was just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it was like, what are these animals? And how they're moving see like this? Colours though, can they? I think they can see some. They can yeah. see like Point- yellows and blues, maybe. I don't know. Thirteen ten sixty is the number to call right now. Does your dog? Just religiously watch something. That's what mm. I'd like to know right now. Every time you have something on the TV that your dog just stops and it tracks and sits there and watches. Yeah. Let us know. 131060. Want to get a bit of a list together. So I next time will. that we have some. Uh- 
maybe the dogs of Canberra can be a little bit calmer. We need to know what do you put on for your dog that they absolutely love. Uh, Georgia has commented on Instagram, which you can also go right now. Hit one zero four seven. Tell us. Uh, she said uh, she stares intensely when we're watching the boys. Her name is Maeve, so that's probably why. Yeah, I haven't seen the boys. Is there is there a character Queen called Maeve? Maeve. Yeah, okay. But also, you said why they would be look. Oh, it's Maeve. That's it. The dog's name's Maeve. That's yeah. I was going to say we've we have actually landed on the answer within the question. Mm. It's the show's called The Boys. Oh, good boy. Good boys. Who's yeah, the boys? No, but I think Who's Maeve's the boys? A girl, Maeve's a girl, girl dog. dog so yeah, yeah, so probably is the main uh, Kate's <laughs> also said Peter Rabbit, the movie. He watches the whole movie every time it's on. And I will say uh, that movie should only be watched by canines. Yeah. That's <laughs> how Don't sh- put a human through that movie. Uh, yeah. um, wow. Katrina's on the line right now from Pierce. How are you, Katrina? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Do you have a dog that watches TV? Um, uh, mine do, but this one's about my grandma's dog. So yeah, okay. She used to have a little um, West Highland white called Harry, and he used to watch Better Homes and Gardens every week religiously. That's he Better Homes and Gardens, the whole thing. Yes, yeah, so he he loved about he loved. Uh, I think it was the vet had a dog. Yeah, Doctor Harry wasn't it? Since no, I don't think Doctor Harry was on Better Homes and Gardens. I thought he was. I thought he, I thought he had on a Channel segment. Seven, wasn't he? Oh no, Channel Seven did have Better Homes and Gardens. That's what the I mean. The point here is. I don't know what channel Dr. Harry was on. The bigger point is for Katrina, (laughs) I need to know, did this dog sit through the ads or did it know to go away during the ads? No, I think it sat through it. As That's soon incredible. as the music started yep. for the start of the show, that was the trigger. Yeah, fantastic. Channel, Channel yeah. 7 have got to be stoked on mm-hmm. that. Sitting through all the ads as well, yep. just being like, you know what? I think Better Homes and Gardens is still on. So it is. I'm no, not going to ask the question about whether the dog's still watching because I don't think I'm going to like the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. The orange are uh, the origins, not the oranges. The origins of the yo mama joke mm-hmm. can't really be traced back to an origin because it sort of just like started. How can you really trace back a phrase to yeah. a, to a person? It's really, really quite difficult to it's do. It's a juvenile one, but it is a classic one. I will say this is a joke that's been going around for a very, very long time. Of course, now. Um, the way they started was quite different to the way that they are now. Um, the way they started, the first ever known recorded Yo Mama joke was a Babylonian joke. It mm-hmm. was re- occurred in around 3500 BCE, so mm-hmm. a hell of a long time ago. They don't, they can't even really translate it properly because it's like so old, but it roughly translates to of your mother is by the one who has intercourse with her. What or who is it? Mm. So it's like more of a riddle yeah. than anything else. Uh, but still, I think apparently... The, the use of the word what there would probably yeah. be the thing that's meant what to be the or insult. who is yeah, it? No, yeah. yeah, not who, but what. I think that's where the insult would lie there. Yeah, exactly right. And honestly, it's like if people used to... Sp- I mean, I guess if everyone was speaking like this, you would just sort of... Get, you would, wouldn't you? You, you would, you would yeah. get accustomed to it. But, but I like, would probably that's be That's like, so difficult to understand how you, someone's you sound, speaking. You sound like an idiot. Yeah. Like, let's just make this quicker, hey? Exactly right. Because there's a difference between sounding smart by using big words yeah. and sounding like you don't know how to use words by speaking like you're from 3000 BC. Exactly right. Very confusing how they used to put... It was like Yoda. Yeah. They used to put some words in front and behind, and yep. I'm like, that's not how we... Why are we doing this? We've simplified it. Why we are we adding an S? It. Yeah, and we're adding like STs to the end of everything. Has I wish the word lit didn't exist, yeah. for example. Like, let's, let's, get, let's get litty. Yeah. But I will say the language we have now is better than, so. like, Shakespeare's time. That was found on, like, a tablet. But funnily enough, you mentioned Shakespeare because he certainly wasn't the one to invent it, was, but was the first one to, like, widely publish a Yo Mama joke. A Yo Mama joke. Okay. Shakespearean Yo Mama joke. This is from his very famous play, I'm assuming, 
Titus to be or not to be with your mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was that the joke? It wasn't. No, that's no, not the end. That's not the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be pretty low rent for Shakespeare. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that would have been kept high, probably lower in the annals of history if that's how to be or not to be ended. Yeah, I, probably, I, I think it actually would have undone yeah. all of Shakespeare's work. I think so I think too. It would have. So this is from the play Titus, and then I can't even say the second word. I'm not even going to try it, but it doesn't matter because within this play, there's a gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demetrius and Chiron, I'm thinking of brothers. Yep. And Aaron is the one dishing out the burn, all right? Are you going to read this all on your own? Is it only one line? It's four lines. Said by multiple characters? Said by multiple characters. Can we, can we, do, can we do it together? We can. Do you want to send yeah, it to Yeah, send it on me on Facebook. I, I, want, I want to do a bit of drama. This is, this is literally what we used to do in drama. Okay, fantastic. All right, well, I will be the... Um, I will be Aaron, if you'll allow okay. me, because yeah, no, he's the one who gets to I, dish I out get the to be burn. Demetrius? You, can be, you have to be Demetrius okay, and Chiron. Okay, so these the, are the brothers of them who both have the same mother... Who, in which Aaron has uh, offended. Okay. So, interesting. So, this is the first ever recorded Yo Mama joke, apparently. Most widely published for the first time ever. This is the first time it hit the mainstream. Okay, let me get into character <clears throat> as Demetrius. Yep. <sighs> There's a lot of weird wording in this, so you really have to w- read it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Villain, what hast thou done? That which thou canst not undo... It's like a, that's like a quadruple negative. <laughs> Thou hast undone our mother? Villain, I have done thine mother. Oh. <laughs> Once again, very wordy. Very, very wordy. wordy. Very, very wordy. I don't think it lands. Like, I, nah. does, you don't get like a, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. It's like your mum is so old, she has the first yeah. ever birth certificate. Like, yeah. oh, that lands a lot easier than like, a villain, I have done fine, mother. Yeah. I think Chappelle okay. could still make that work. <laughs> I really do. Josh, in a surprise to no one, Japan is leading the way in something. Okay, yep. They really are doing something that I think could get every single person on earth on board with taxes. Now, taxes to me are very confusing because I have no real problem paying them because um, it's just sort of the way it goes, but I don't really know what it goes to, like roads and schools and stuff. I didn't. I get very mad when the only way I ever get mad at taxes ever yep. is when I hear Triple J sound like us. Yeah. So when they're playing Beyonce, I'm yep. like, so that's my money that I'm funding to help artists get exposure, and you're playing the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. Why are you doing that? As for all other taxes, don't care. See, <laughs> for some reason, that's something that I just get very upset about. When I'm driving down the GDE Gungahlin Drive uh, and I hit a pothole and I can f- feel it inside, hit, that's I can, when you get I angry. Can fe- yep. I can feel it hit the rim of my car. That's when I'm like, ah, who cares? I'll just go and pay another five grand on top of all my taxes to get my car fixed. Rancho and rates as well, though. Ah. So I'm like, why are they different to tax? Anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The point is, Japan I, is leading the way. They're leading the way at paying them. Now, How? they are doing several different things. There is a tax revenue incentive that is only in a coastal city near Mount Fuji where they are offering, if you are paying your taxes, all everything's good, yeah. they're offering free welding sessions to anyone who wants to learn how to weld. So they're giving you stuff for taxes. They are giving back to the people <laughs> if you pay your taxes. Wow. It's like a little bit of a, yeah, we know this sucks, so why not add a little bit of a perk to it? There is another... I mean, I don't really want to know how to weld, so that sucks a little bit. But but here is the other incentive, and this is actually the best one. There is a system that enables taxpayers to redirect some of their local taxes to towns or cities where they don't live. 
So, like, if you're like, hey, this town that's ages away and has a way smaller population than Kyoto could probably mm. use my taxes more, you will receive a gift from that town. That's sensational. You send them your taxes. They send you like a little gift just saying, Thank- hey, thanks for your taxes. Here is some That's stuff. That's sensational. I'd never be upset if I just randomly got like a little gift from Broome or yeah. from, I don't know. Or they- Probably not Western Australia because they got the mines. Over- they're fine. Um, yeah, they're pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Somewhere- yeah. So- Actually, yeah. yeah would- certainly somewhere in South Australia. I, I- But then what do you want from there? I, I- <laughs> the-, the thing here is, Michael's shaking his head so yeah, much. It's been yeah. two Adelaide Smackdowns today. Yeah. I will say that I absolutely love the idea of trinkets from towns you've helped out with your Me taxes. Me too. Love it. Love that idea. Yep, exactly right. But how set for cash are the towns that people are sending their tax money to other towns in? Mm. Those towns obviously just need to take over the other towns and run them. It does certainly seem they're doing like things a lot more efficiently, aren't they? And also the gifts that you would get. Well, what do you think? What would be a good gift to you? Off the top of your head, what do you think would be a nice gift to get for sending some of your taxes? Big banana keychain. Wow. Okay. So, like from that town in Queensland that has the big banana, yeah. I'd love to get a little keychain. But you so. probably will love it. They send them a box of onions, like a huge box of onions. Right. This is what yeah, I'm yeah. This is exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> they just send them like meat. From Broken Hill, just yeah, a little yeah. hill that has a crack in it or something. Great. Fantastic. Just a little just Broken a little Hill keychain. Just a trinket. That's yeah. all I need. Something you would get off the, off like a, a, a item shop off the side of the road. Whatever you want. A Hang them on souvenir. the Christmas tree at the end of the year yeah. and go, these are all the towns I helped. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> It's my what tree we're of talking towns. about is Oxfam, really. Yeah, it's a little bit like a charity, but yeah. at the same time, it made me feel better about giving a whole heap of my money to nothing. 100%. Good. <laughs> Lana Del Rey is quite a famous singer. Very famous. Um, summertime Sadness. Um, Songs Young that we can't beautiful. say the title yeah, there are a couple of them. Of, there are a couple of them oh, right man. now. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. But uh, I yeah. love Lana Del Rey. I do love Lana she has Del Rey. She's a fantastic voice. I've been a big fan of Lana Del Rey for a very long, long time. Um, she's copping a lot of flack online at the moment uh, because she wore white to a friend's wedding. So mm. she's wearing a white dress. The paparazzi have been at this wedding. They've seen her in her white dress and they've gone, that is not on. I mean, it is a huge faux pas about weddings. Like, I do. She has that song, White Dress, as mm. well. So, like, but yeah. It's the one thing I do know about weddings. You just don't just avoid it. Why? Why put yourself and the other people through that when you could just not? So obviously, in America, June is summer, and yeah. summer weddings are popular. And you want apparently, summer dress. every June since two thousand and fourteen, there has been a rise in Google searches about whether you can wear white at a wedding. Yeah, okay, because summer the dresses... The rise apparently has been 46% on average. Summer dresses are usually, mm-hmm. I will say, predominantly... I would say all summer dresses are 40% white, and then all the other colours make up the other 60%. Yep. But mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge percentage of 40% of white. So, she looks fantastic. She looks comfortable. White at a wedding. Mm. Faux pas. Unless, of course, the wedding you're going to is also being attended not just by Lana Del Rey, but by Zoe Kravitz, Taylor Swift, and Cara Delevingne. <laughs> if you're worried about the shine being taken off you at your wedding, you've invited Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, you've invited mega famous people to your wedding. It doesn't matter what they wear. They're there. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm like somebody's uncle and all of a sudden... 
bloody hell, how does she know Taylor Swift? Yeah. That's probably going to avert, because the whole wearing white thing is you don't distract from the bride. That's the whole reason you do bride, it. You don't want people looking at me like, oh, there's someone. If the Catwoman there, I'm probably going to want to go and ask Zoe Kravitz a few questions yeah. about what filming Batman was like. In terms of it's being gonna distracted. Distract me. It's going to distract me as a guest. Yes. I don't think Lana Del Rey, therefore, should be shamed for wearing a white dress to this wedding. Honestly, strap in, Lana Del Rey fans, stands alike. Uh, I just said I am one of them. In terms of people who were there, not that notable. Not the most famous person Her there. wearing white was more notable than who she was. It was Jack Antonoff's <laughs> wedding, um, and he's like a very famous music pro- uh, producer, and also Margaret Qualley, and she is Annie an McDowell's actress. daughter. She's an actress as well. Th- they are famous themselves. They mm. knew there were going to be famous people at the wedding, and... Famous people make odd fashion choices. You did say this at the beginning that um, the internet's gotten upset. Any any word from Jack Antoff and Margaret Qualley could as to not what have they cared, cared left. Apparently, I, I, could I would not have cared less. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the internet's mo, though. <laughs> Josh, I over the weekend decided to, I didn't even know what it was, maybe a subconscious thing. I actually think it was because my girlfriend Sam decided to go to the brand new chemist warehouse that's in Gungala Marketplace. Oh, the one with the Ultra Beauty? Ultra Beauty. And she was like, oh, I just want some perfume. And she was like, oh, because it's an Ultra Beauty, they're probably going to have the one that I always yeah. love that they don't usually have at chemist warehouse. It's huge. You should go and check it out. While we're in there, I was like, you know what? I actually feel like doing a similar sort of thing. And I reckon I've been using the same cologne for over... A decade now. Mm-hmm. The decade of dominance. Paco Rabanne's one million. Paco Rabanne. If you have dated a guy in the last 10 years, he's also are, he's worn, worn it. Paco Rabanne, <laughs> one million. It is the gift that keeps on giving. I love it. I wear it too. Me yeah, too. Yeah, I love it's it great. too. It's a good scent. The studio really just smells like it most mornings. It's not overpowering. It's not. It's fruity. It's, it's, a, it's a little it's, fruity. It's light and fruity. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's good. I don't know how they decide on adjectives for uh, colognes, yeah. but yeah. I, it smells I, like fruit. It does smell like fruit. Yeah. Well, I've, there's ones that are more nice. Nutty. Trust me, I know Nutty. this because I decided to change my scent. I was like, I'm what? done. What? You've changed your scent? I'm done with Paco Rabanne. Well, you're Paco Rodan. <laughs> I'm not even Paco Rodan. I'm no. just done with a million. Okay. Potentially, there's another offering Paco Rabanne could potentially send my way that could be. You're still up for some Paco Rafan. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Not, yeah. Okay. True. I, I'm Paco Redundant now. Yeah, you should be Paco Redundant. <laughs> I am Paco Redundant. You Redund. should be made Paco Redundant. Um, <laughs> it's been considered. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went in, started sniffing around, yeah, sure. started doing a bit of like the on the little bits of card. I think that's the way to do it because if you spritz yourself, all of a sudden they mix together. No, and you then, can't yeah, be doing no, you that. You need to spritz the card. You need to be doing a spritz of the card, do a spritz of the card, and then a waft through. And then I had a little sniff. Yes. Um, spritz and flick. I helped, um, and by helped, I just sort of like sniffed. I was, a, I lent my nose to my girlfriend, Sam, mm. and when she was like, oh, I like this one. Do you like this one? I'd be like, yeah, that's good. That's a nice one. Yeah. It's not bad. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Um, the difference between women's and men's colognes and fragrances Night and day. is so, like women's, mm-hmm. the ones that they uh, aim to, towards more at women are the ones that are, like you said, fruity. They're full. They are a little bit more bodacious. Maybe they're a little bit more bold as a smell. He's um, got his thesaurus open, ladies and gentlemen. I really do. All the male ones smell like different variations of the same smell. 
which is I think you're right. I think you're right. Which is a classier yeah. smell of like a lynx. Yeah, my dad used to wear CK one when I was a kid. Yeah, like and that that is just what cologne smells like to me now. Yep. they're all just a variation of Calvin Klein one. Exactly right. I don't even know which one my dad had, but every time that he was probably CK one, probably CK one. He was a guy in the nineties. Yeah, it was the million of the nineties, exactly and then we right. had Jupe, which was the million of the early yeah. noughties, uh, and then now we've got million. But you know, my dad, he probably was like wearing imperial leather that yeah. they brought out in like the seventies once, and yeah, he we used to use bar soap every morning. <laughs> you're, true, you're a gold prospector, yeah, so whatever. yeah, that's probably. True. But any time my dad would shave to get ready for a function or whatever, he'd always slap it on. And I don't do I was, slap. And, no, me neither. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's bizarre behaviour. Yeah, it traumatises your skin the second it's no been one's, shaved. No one's done the slap since Macaulay Culkin in yeah. Home Alone. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was the last one to do it. Um, very hard. I tried to find a scent. I, what I think it what is... What have you settled on? I do have actually settled one. What I think it is is that there is... A, an oh, amount Eilish of, number two. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> uh, there is an amount of money that I'm willing to spend... On a on a cologne, that is fine to me. What's the number? If you would like to smell like something other than what I was just talking about, which is a different variation of the exact same smell, you need to pay that top level price, which is around like two hundred seventy dollars. What you spend two hundred seventy dollars on no, cologne? That's oh, what I'm God, saying is the right. upper echelon. Oh my, my God, my limit is like under a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, for sure. And, yeah. But if you, this is what I'm saying. For women's cologne and perfume, it's whatever. You can just come in and just find a ma- an amazing one. You're like, oh, this is only 50 bucks. Great. For guys, it's like if you want to smell like anything other than cologne, it's going to be like 270 bucks. Okay. You're not going to enjoy the smell of the one that's shaped like the AFL Premiership Cup. No. And yeah. it's $20. The novelty ones, while looking funny, I can't imagine carry a lot of weight. What did you get? What's I, your new scent? Yeah, funnily enough, it is Hugo Boss's The Scent. The Scent. It's called The Scent. I also love, yeah. absolutely love, that for guys' cologne, they put no no thought no. into the name. No, no, no. I looked up Vogue's, like the top ones to get now. Polo Black, mm. The Garden of the Last Day of Summer. Giorgio Armani. Smell Good. Yeah. It's just a bottle of Smell Good. Blue de Chanel. Now, that one's what kind, of, that that's kind of creative, though. <laughs> Ned. There was a bit of a news story that's unfolded over the last 15 hours mm. that has a happy ending, which is great news. Um, it's not quite the uh, Thailand cave rescue style harrowing journey because it was over much quicker. But well, it's, that was like a week almost. It's a similar story, though. A um, bunch of people stranded in a cable car after one of the cables snapped in Pakistan. All eight people that were trapped have been saved. My God. Have that's a bit a- of a listen, because there's, there's a lot to this story, um, and really... Obviously, heroes are going to be crowned as the heroes they rightly deserve to be. Mm. Harrowing stories are probably going to be spoken about today to the media. I'm very interested to hear about it. Um, But really, for me and my stupid brain, now that I know that everyone's safe, there's actually only one question, and I'd like to pose it to you. Uh, Lewis in the newsroom actually helped me arrive at this one question. Uh, Have a listen and see if we can work out where my mind went immediately. After eight people became stranded in a cable car, the six children and two adults were headed to school when one of the cables snapped, leaving them hanging almost 300 metres up. After a 15-hour ordeal, all have been rescued by either military helicopter or zipline. Which one would you rather be rescued by? 
I thought you were going to say, do you go to school after that? No. <laughs> well, that's a that's a great <laughs> secondary question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Is the answer to that question. If you don't get a day off after yeah. that, I don't know what you're doing. Well, it's 15 hours, so you just go to the next day of school. But let um, me be very clear. All have been rescued by either military helicopter or zipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> military helicopter. I think the helicopter. Yeah, I think the helicopter too. It's the word military in front of yeah. it. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm like, well, that Civilian helicopter? Yeah. No. No, yeah. thank you. I'll take the zipline. The Westpac helicopter? No way. No, nothing. Military not, not smirching them, no. but I just will. I will take the zipline. If you're, if anything that you have is in camo and it like flies, I'm going to trust it implicitly. That I'm going to assume that you know what you're doing. Okay, so just quickly on that, yeah. um, I've seen the footage of one of the kids being rescued by the helicopter. It looks beyond terrifying. Yeah, yeah like so. Yeah. Basically, the kid's standing on top of the side of the cable car, and then the helicopter just lifts him off it, and he yeah. just swings like Spider-Man oh. out underneath and just gets taken away. That's and I'm like, awful. I think a zipline would put you in one direction, and you'd be going down the whole time. Yeah. Whereas, like, the helicopter, you're dangling around like you're in a claw machine. I think that would be... Initially, I think that's the better You've option. You've got to trust in the but system. But once I saw yeah. the video, I was like, don't know if that's the better option. I also- I've been spending probably about 40 minutes on this. No, I've, I've been enough. looking at all different ways of doing it, yeah. and I do think uh, initially you say the helicopter... Uh, I'm going for the zipline. You say the zipline? I actually retract the first thing and go for the zipline after further research. I just think after the horrific incident you've gone through, the last thing you'd want to get on is another zipline. It's a great point. That's <laughs> a great point. You're going from zipline to a second zipline. I'd be like, no way. It's <laughs> like the, when the survivors of the Titanic got on that other ship. On that other like, boat. What? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> just, I, know, I know the technology hasn't been invented, but get me a helicopter. Get me a helicopter. <laughs> Ned, this early in the morning, I like to bring some science innovations to the table, and uh, especially if those science innovations have something to do with climate change, because, I mean, the last week of weather news has been horrific across the world, and anything we can do to basically stop these extreme weather events from occurring as regularly would be great. Um, Getting people on board to believing in it is a good first step. That's got to be step number one. Uh, But anyway, those, I think, with brains do. So let me just say quickly, move on from that. This is an innovation designed to help climate change. There's a new cargo ship that will be travelling from China to Brazil, doing a bit of a maiden trip, that will have 30% less emissions, according to the manufacturers. Yeah, cool. There are two 35-metre-tall wind turbines on top of the ship. What? So they will spin around, they'll flap around, (laughs) generating wind power, which will then power the cargo ship. Like big fans. This is being hailed as a massive innovation, um, and I am here to say that's how ships used to work. (laughs) We used to to use the wind all the time to move shit. That's the only way ships used to move. People that used to speak like this... This is being treacherous. How can they, they figured it out? They are now at the forefront of science. Yeah, exactly. Guys yeah. who would bury treasure on random <laughs> islands and put, yeah. and put maps onto heavily stained pieces of paper are now leading yeah. climate change scientists. People who seemingly, if what I've read in books is mm. to be believed, the leading cause of death was not eating enough oranges. Yeah. Those people are now being they put get in it. They, they get it. They we've, get, we've got it, guys. They get what we need. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, I understand I'm being a bit facetious and that these are wind turbines, not mm. sails. Yeah. But at the end of the day... It's real, we're still wind power. We could have zero emissions <laughs> and just have a bunch of sails. <laughs> now, I don't know how many yeah. sails it would take to power a cargo ship. I'm thinking some IMAX screen sized ones, yeah. but still, 
Maybe we look into that. I would think that would need to be sales, the, the size that you could see from the International Space Station. Shipping <laughs> is still a nightmare. Like, it, when you hear about yeah. how long it takes to go around, like, the Horn of Africa, you're like, what, five weeks to get a car from here to there? Why? Why? So if it takes 12 weeks because we're using sales, yeah. what's the difference between five and 12, really? Do you really care? I mean, it's I mean, double. It's seven, <laughs> but the point, the point here is when you're waiting for something for five weeks anyway, it's not like express shipping's f- two days and normal's ten days. Yeah, well, but this is the thing. If you're reading yourself for a month and a half, are you really ready for, like, five months? Yeah. That's yeah, what. I'm, that's nah, the sure. difference. Nah, sure. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. What, what's a couple of months extra? <laughs> I just, the point here is, the other thing that I just had occur to me is it will be a lot easier for people to hijack your ships, and that yeah. is probably why we moved away from the sale. I but think so, too. <laughs> at the end of the day, this is not an innovation. No. That's, that's something I think is very important to stress. It's been around since Peter Pan's been around, yep. and mm-hmm. so we cannot claim it as a new invention. If it was technology that Captain Hook availed himself of, <laughs> you're not innovating anything. Ned? Yes. This next story is actually a local story. So I'm going to not name any names, even though obviously some publications around town who do actual proper journalism have named names. That's fine. They I just, feel more confident to I do just, so. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to. You have zero sources. Um, other than tomato. Other than to read. <laughs> <laughs> Good gear. Um, other than reading the article. Certainly gear. Yeah, yeah. The article is on the Canberra Times and it is about uh, a, a court proceeding that has occurred. Sure. After a young man threw a Big Mac at a police officer and it went through the window of a police car and hit the police officer in the face. Wait, just smashed the window or just was an no, open the window? window was yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. The window was open. It was a frozen Big Mac. Okay, Apparently so this guy the threw guy a Big Mac at a cop. Okay. Had a little few too many lemonades and uh, was just Checks acting out. like a bit of a, a cockatoo and has thrown a Big Mac at. <laughs> A police officer, it's hit them in the face. Um, that would then- be such a funny, like taking away every single part of this, mm-hmm. that would be such a funny sound. Yeah. Because it's such a wide bun. Well- it'd be like this. <laughs> on your face. <laughs> the only thing that I will say about this story that I I will get this out of the way first, assaulting police officers not funny in any way, no, shape, or that's form. That's why I not, said take not away funny, every part of this. Not funny in any way, shape, or form. But every other part of this story is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it is objectively ridiculous. Um, he's apparently being teased mercilessly by his co-workers, being called the Hamburglar. Yep, this is what I'm saying. This is every part of this is ridiculous. Well, except the pol- for the, except yeah. for the thing that happened. The police even find it a little hilarious if they're calling him the hamburger. No, no, that's his co-workers. Yeah, yeah the yeah, police yeah. are not finding this funny. Oh, his co-workers. Yeah, his okay, co-workers. Right, yeah, the police. Okay, yeah, yeah no, the police have not found this yeah, funny. As they um, shouldn't. His co-workers, the guy yeah. who did the throwing, has found this very funny. Okay. Um, now, the the thing I want to get into here is the 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 lawyer for this guy has presented quite an interesting case. Um, it's obviously much more detailed than what I'm about to say, but I'm going to give you a, couple, down for I'm give you a couple of quotes sure. from the lawyer for this guy. What's his angle? The angle is essentially, yeah, stupid thing to do. Whoopsie-daisy. And very, very regretful, which is, yeah, smart move. Good. Good lawyer. Not denying that it happened. Just saying stupid behaviour, too many lemonades, blah, blah, blah. But then we go into the area where I want to know how this strategy was devised. I would like to see a reenactment of the meeting where this strategy was devised. The lawyer has said, she said, a Big Mac is a widely known as being a sloppy burger. When thrown from five metres, remnants of slop 
rather than an ob- hard object hit the officer. What <laughs> so, does so, so basically, she's trying to say that by the time the burger got to the police officer's face, it wasn't even an intact object anymore. Yeah, it, it fallen apart. It was just slop. Which Scott, is... Yeah. Genius. That yeah. is, you're basically saying he didn't throw anything. He yeah. threw a bunch of greasy crap that all disintegrated by the time it got to them. Um, they're also, by the way, Maccas make a pretty good, they make a huge point of it, as a matter of fact, to uh, name every single ingredient yep. in a Big Mac. Not, there's no slop in Big Mac. He's, she's talking about lettuce. Mm. <laughs> it's very, very funny to me because this, this is the other side of this. The guy was apparently also wearing a moon boot. And so once he, he wasn't expecting to hit anything. Oh. I think he was expecting to throw it and, and he unfortunately hit the officer. Yeah. That's the other thing they've said. And then he's hobbled away. Uh, within his moon boot. And yeah. she's argued that he had no plans to escape by way of hobble. I would also <laughs> say that this is clearly not a meticulous plan. No, because, it's like, not been planned. You've not thought this out yeah. at all. You've not got... You have the exact yeah. opposite of a getaway vehicle. Mm-hmm. You have a hindrance as your getaway. So while I want to understand how this strategy was devised, yeah. I'd love to see a reenactment of the entire trial. I also just want to say the really, really dangerous thing I worry about now is that this guy's now going to get sued for defamation by McDonald's for referring to the Big Mac as a sloppy burger. I'm really worried about that for them now. It's a whole new problem on their hands. (laughs) That was the Ned and Josh podcast. Podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's hit 104.7.